Poetry Dose, episode one with Tina Kane and her poem, Sirens. I've been meaning to tell you that the skin around her eyes was thin, with blue veins fanning out like ferns, that she was pale for a Puerto Rican, and that she spit and threw change at my feet as I waited to cross the street. To tell you that I wouldn't let her man take me for hot dogs at the Second Avenue Deli, or to Jade Mountain for pork fried rice, that I knew what a hat like that meant to say, his diamond crucifix, the way he swayed his coat, flicked sunflower seeds from between his teeth, strutting behind the line of parked cars. I've been meaning to tell you that the parking lot on the corner was not always a dorm, that once I saw her bloodied and on her back beside a car, that two kids laughed, pulling rings off her fingers as she squinted in the sun, that I put my backpack on both shoulders, readied my key, that I ran from the sound of the sirens. To tell you that my dad drove a cab for 40 years, kept a red bean he got from an Ethiopian guy in the back pocket of his Levi's to ward off hemorrhoids, that he wrote me notes throughout the night on the margins of his fare sheet, stuff like, eat yogurt for osteoporosis, that he listened to Tosca for another life in which he didn't have his foot on any pedal, didn't ever have to chase a punk-ass kid to get his money back, then end up buying the kid a sandwich, to tell you that he was a Jewish guy from Brooklyn, what the fuck he'd pound the wheel, cut off, cut short, another Brooklyn fair, not going back there with no return trip over the bridge, to tell you that he drove like a pro back when the medallion itself was a thing of beauty, deco-like, clicking its nickel intervals with approximate precision, the weight of it enough to crush just about anything. I've been meaning to tell you that my mother and father once fought for 50 hours straight in our basement apartment off 2nd Avenue, that the table fan was set to oscillate as they worked their way through recriminations, cups of coffee, a carton of Marlboro's that my mother tossed a day's worth of meals into her flashing walk at hasty intervals as my father paced the room, been meaning to tell you that the girls on the blocks crave pavement in their platform shoes like weights just outside our one gated window, that we often heard Peaches the transvestite weeping about a hostage John from Delancey Street or a guy from Staten Island who liked to rip out her hair, meaning to tell you that they made the movie Taxi Driver right around the corner the year before, that I thought my dad might have been in it since he drove a cab, had also been an actor, was once a bartender down on Bleecker Street, that he said I was too young to see such a film, and about Saturday Night Fever, my mother said, definitely not. That there was a Nordic track bought in 1996 still in its box blocking the way to the coat rack on which my dad hung his London fog, $3,000 in its pocket for me to collect, as he had requested from his hospital bed, plus stacks of cash from the safe deposit box, from under his mattress and the polio ricotta container in the freezer beside the Eddie's light ice cream and empty ice tray. Been meaning to tell you there was $30,000 in my purse by the end of the day, to tell you that I tried to buy a giant stuffed peacock from a shop on Christopher Street the day he died, but ended up lugging a duffel bag of 20s to Greenwood Cemetery instead to purchase a plot for him on the hill. I've been meaning to tell you that cash is how a cabbie's daughter pays her father's bills, to tell you there was a wall of books by his bed, a broken shutter on a split hinge, 
piles of newspaper clippings to be filed per a system that didn't exist, that he left his hack license on the bedstand with the pocket knife we gave him, the carnelian ring, the paper birthday crown my children made and made him wear buried in plush animals on the carpet in their room, that there was a rucksack of photos and mementos from his old friend Wallach when my dad cleared out his place but never had the wake, to tell you that he never even opened the bag after humping it up the stairs. Just talk to Wallach in his head every day till the end about the girl in those photos, about articles he should have read. So I sometimes think of the poem Sirens as a eulogy for my father, um, for a neighborhood or an era a city that's changed over time, or even for childhood, or innocence. And um, I was recently asked in an interview how what the process of writing the poem was, and I could only compare it to the unfurling of a Super 8 movie, um, because I see the images um, in a grainy kind of color palette that reminds me of Super 8, something imprecise and with bleeding borders. Um, and I've carried these images around my whole life. Um, it, they come from various places and um, moments. Um, and I think they all found their home in the same poem because they share a connection and maybe in a mosaic-like way each piece um, kind of moved towards creating a portrait of a time or a person or a life. And it makes me smile sometimes when I read this poem at, in public at a reading to think that my dad would have really loved to have been in the poem <laughs> and to know that he was present on the page in that way. Tina Kane is the founder and director of Writers in the Schools Rhode Island and is an instructor with the writing community Frequency Providence. Her poems and translations have appeared in numerous publications, including The Literary Review, Two Serious Ladies, Tupelo Quarterly, Juliet and the Common. She is the author of The Fifth Thought, also Dear Elena, Letters for Elena Ferrate, and Once More with Feeling from Billy's Books. Tina received the Fellowship Merit Award in Poetry from the Rhode Island State Council of the Arts and she currently serves as the Poet Laureate of Rhode Island, where she lives with her husband and their three children. You can check out all Tina's publications and writings um, at her website, tinacane.inc. And to any listeners out there, welcome. 
My name is Atticus Allen. Tina Kane is my partner in this new endeavor. I'm just a podcast enthusiast, a musician, and Tina's my friend. She's a poet, and I said, why don't you make a poetry podcast? She says, all right, let's do it. So this is our first attempt, and we have no idea where it's going to take us from here, but uh, we're going to try to have fun with it and see where things go. So if you have any questions or comments in the future, you want to know about any of the poets or artists that we review, just give us a shout at poetrydose at gmail.com, and we'll try to get back to you and let you know what's up. Next week, episode two with Matthew Lippmann.